Welcome to the Bridgeway Church Podcast. My name is David Bowden, and every week I sit down with one or several members of our church staff and host a conversation about how Bridgeway is seeking to fulfill its mission as the Church of Jesus Christ here in our city. If you are a member of Bridgeway, we hope this helps you more deeply engage with what God is doing in our midst. And if you aren't a part of Bridgeway, we hope you feel welcome and that our discussions may lead to more Christ-glorifying ministry in your own context. Let's jump in. Well, welcome to the Bridgeway Podcast. Thank you for joining us. This is week two now of um, our question of how the gospel shapes our core values here at Bridgeway. So last week we looked at uh, gospel love, and we had Sam there to talk to us about that and how gospel love is different from our culture's view of love. And um, today we're going to be looking at um, worship as a core value. Uh, in the coming weeks we'll talk about honor and courage and joy, um, but today I have joined me two very wonderful people that I'm excited to talk to about worship. We've got Tyler Hayes with us. Yes. Hello, Tyler. Hello, David. Yes. And uh, and Krista Meyer, right? Yep. I, I always I always want to say John Mayer. Like like I always want to say Mayer, but it's an E Y E R. And right. I always it's just not the baloney. It's not the <laughs> Oscar <laughs> Oscar the right. Meyer yeah. Mayer. Mayor, Meyer. Yeah, that's helpful actually. The Oscar one is helpful. Uh-huh. But and uh and and you are um the leader of Bridgeway. Yes. Um, basically. Yeah. Not. Uh you 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 you, you, you pastor not. a large a large section of our church. The largest. <laughs> the largest section of our, section of our church uh yeah. working with children. So uh we're really excited to um talk to you guys today about worship. So as we talk about as a core value I think that's also really interesting is that a lot of times when I think about worship is it's a, it's a core activity, right? Like it's something that's important that we do as a verb, yeah. but how is it a core value as something that's, that has worth to us and informs everything that we do? So I, I kind of want to like just throw that statement out there and then hopefully we come back and answer it as we flesh yeah. it all out. But I just thought, I, I didn't really thought about that. Yeah, worship good. as a value. Anyway, let's start off by, by asking, let, let's define our terms. So what is worship? Like, Tyler, you want to run at that? Yeah, yeah. I think, so I actually, like, my definition uh, of worship, like, uh, the simplest definition I can think of is really similar to the one that we use in Bridgeway Kids, Mm. um, which I find really helpful. But simply, I I say, like, worship is our life's response uh, to who God is and what God has done for us in Mm. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's, like, one word that's different Mm -hmm. in the big truth in Bridgeway Kids, Krista. So. Tell us right. what, what that. So in our specifically in our Bridgeway Kids worship mm. services, we always present a big truth, and that big truth should always lead us to worship. Mm-hmm. And so our definition of worship is um, worship is our heartfelt response to who God is and what He's done. Mm-hmm. And the kids learn learn that response to the question, "What is worship?" Yeah. So worship as a response then seems mm-hmm. to be like a really important thing. Yes. Um, is that is that the case in in all in all forms of life as as like is that just something is that something distinct to our view of worship or is that something that like when we when we think about worship it's always is is worship always a response like in if you think about it from even like a cultural standpoint like things that we praise and honor and worship and extol is it always yeah. as a response to what like what the thing is or what it's done or I'm I'm just curious I don't know yeah, I think yeah. I've ever asked that question before yeah that's a good question I think. 
like offhand, uh, I think a lot of worship in the world, like we worship something in a worldly sense to get something Mm. like, so it can, we're like either like to get something like we perform for it. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, to gain something from it. Right. Which I think is kind of different than like, I'm I'm thinking about like Romans 12, like in view of God's mercy, right. Mm -hmm. Or, or by the mercy of God, present your bodies. So like we're responding to what God has already done for us. We're not Mm -hmm. like, worshiping to get yeah something from Does i get that, that. yeah i think like, i get that it's like pagan worship yeah. was like i'm going to honor and worship and postulate myself before this this false god right that so that he might cause the rain to come out yeah right it's like i need to worship him to get something out of it i need right. to give this thing honor so that it will turn around and bless me yeah but instead what we're saying is gospel worship is that which the the the, the object worshiped acts first Right, and it has acted towards us, and because of what it's done for us and who it is, we just respond. Yeah. And like, and Chris, you said you guys add the word heartfelt, or is that yeah, that's yeah. just heartfelt. So I mean, it's good to, it's easy to perform in worship, mm, right? So yeah. if I'm doing the stuff, then I must be worshiping. <laughs> and no, it has to come from your heart. It has to be what we're feeling, what we're delighting in. There's this really great. I don't have very many quotes, oh. but. This one has always stuck with me. Um, C.S. Lewis said, We delight to praise what we enjoy because the praise not merely expresses but completes the joy. Mm. And so when we think of just even our favorite pastimes and how do we express our enjoyment in those pastimes, there's some expression that comes out of it. Um, So I think in one of John Piper's books, he says, Think of the kid that gets a bicycle Mm. on, you know, on Christmas morning and his joy is not complete until he has expressed it in some way right. you know, can you imagine getting that bike and then just standing there right like you don't completely enjoy it until you express it right and so and even I no mean, matter how cold it is i'm taking that sucker out for a ride exactly <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. you're you're gonna jump into up and down you're mm-hmm. gonna celebrate you're gonna clap your hands um the joy is gonna come out of you so that's kind of like when i think of heartfelt worship i think when we truly delight Mm-hmm. in the works on the cross when mm-hmm. we truly delight in the gospel like what's going to come out is going to be that heartfelt response it's going to be what we delight in yeah um, so yeah yeah so i it sounds like we're saying two really important things um one is that based on what god has done and who he is uh we have a response that starts in our heart mm-hmm. right yeah. and so we feel something yeah. Uh, and then that, uh, but that, uh, with your C.S. Lewis quote, we're saying yeah. that that feeling isn't completed until it's yeah. expressed itself. Yeah. Uh, in, 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 in what, in, in what part of that is worship or is it all of it? Like, I'm like, oh. is worship, yeah. like, is worship the activity of expressing the heartfelt affection we feel toward God or help me out there? Yeah. I think it's all of it. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it makes me think of like Sam's definition of worship Okay, that he provides. Like it's three part, you know? So like, um, just to kind of summarize, mm-hmm. put it in my own language. He yeah. says that like worship begins in our mind. Okay. Right. So, you know, we're thinking like a deep biblical theological mm-hmm. thought, truth, something, true something about, God. about God that we know it starts in our mind. But then like, like Chris is talking about this heartfelt, you know, emotion, mm-hmm. that thought then like, burns in our hearts yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean so but i think both in both cases like i think that's worshipful mm-hmm. you know that's worship when i'm when i'm like thinking deeply about some you know something about god whatever yeah. it is like his mercy right if i'm just mm-hmm. thinking on that that's a worshipful 
action. Okay, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's worship. But then when I'm delighting in it, I think that's also yeah. mm-hmm. when I'm delighting in, in God's mercy, you know, it's burning in my heart. And then like it has to be expressed, like she's right. saying, mm-hmm. like then I respond. So three parts, like, a, you know, starts in my mind, burns in my heart and then it's expressed. It's expressed. Yeah. And, and I think it's educate, exalt, exalt. That's right. That's right. right? As, as Sam puts it in <laughs> totally. his right. classic preacher. Yes. Uh, it has to all, they have to start with the same letter. Triple E's. Triple E's. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think that's really interesting. I, I think one of the things I'm, I'm curious about with, with the idea of worship then yeah. is if worship can be something that happens in my mind as I'm cogitating on the goodness of God, if mm-hmm. worship can be something that occurs in my heart when I'm experiencing affections and joy and revelry and that in that which I was cogitating upon, right? <laughs> then it, it feels like then worship gets narrowed usually in our conversations about how it can be expressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then it's yeah. you sing a song, <laughs> right, right? So is that worship? Is worship singing? Is it more than that? Like how how else? What what is worship in terms of expression then? Like Krista, what do you think? Like. How like what can worship be? Is it anything? Is it most things? Is it one thing? <laughs> like, just curious oh, about man. that. Well, when we think of it in like the corporate setting, mm-hmm. so um, something that we express to the kids often when when we're talking about what is corporate worship, um, we talk about how we're expressing our worship, our thanksgiving um, to God. So there's the vertical. Mm -hmm. And then we also talk about how there's the horizontal and how we are actually proclaiming something to the people around us that we're, we're actually through our expression, whether it's singing or dancing or flags and banners, we Mm -hmm. see that sometimes, Um, raising our hands, um, kneeling, um, it's all of those outward expressions. Sometimes it's laughing, sometimes it's crying, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just being real solemn. Like all of those things are communicating something to the people around us. So there's this horizontal piece of worship that is is communicating, proclaiming the gospel, c- proclaiming the greatness of God um, to those that were right that were in corporate worship with. So I think it back to your question. Like I think it's all the things. It's all the things that we do that that expresses. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. I I I keep going. I go back to this picture of the bike on Sunday or on Christmas morning, <laughs> Sunday yeah. morning, uh-huh. on Christmas morning. And uh, even if you didn't give the kid the bike and you're not the kid, so you're not involved in the process, uh-huh. yeah. but you're in the room, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And little Billy opens up yeah. this monster bike yeah. and he is freaking out. It's the best thing he's ever gotten. You can't help but be infected by the joy of oh, watching yeah. him revel totally. in the gift. Exactly. You're just like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, ride this the is... bike, Billy. Ride yeah, the do bike. it, man. Yeah. And like, you're getting joy. It's like, it's like reciprocal yeah. joy. It's pulling you into its gravitas of right. just how much he's enjoying everything. Sure. Is just so. I think is that kind of the horizontal element oh, that we're absolutely. talking about. And then I want to know about the giver. Like, yes. tell me about who gave you this gift. Yeah. Who mm-hmm. are they? Why would they do that? Yep. Um. So yeah, it's it's pointing back to it's pointing other people yeah to the giver of all good gifts yeah tyler what are you thinking as we talk about all this yeah no i'm just i'm thinking about uh being a worship leader Mm -hmm. you know and uh there are times when i'm leading worship when the horizontal aspect i feel like is really important so for instance like uh, say a sunday where i'm say i'm not feeling well or i'm tired or i'm you know overwhelmed with anxiety or Mm -hmm. whatever there have been many times looking out at the body of Bridgeway, seeing their expression of praise, seeing mm-hmm. their worship has has done something in my own mm. heart, you know what I mean, to cause me to worship, especially 
uh, on communion Sundays. Oh, yeah. So mm. when I'm, you know, on the platform leading and I look out and I see all of my brothers and sisters in an expression of worship coming to the table, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it only like serves to stir my affections more, mm. you know, it, just by seeing them worship, by seeing them partake in, in what Christ has done through his yeah. body and blood. That's so. amazing. And, and like one thing I, I'm, I'm wondering here is like we're talking about it as a heartfelt response. Yeah. Worship is a heartfelt response to who God is and what he's done. What's the rest of the, what's the rest of the you state? Got it. Did I, did you I really? Win. Good job. Oh, cool. Okay. It's already <laughs> worked it. its way into my subconscious. That's, yes. a, that's a, that's a good definition it's when good, I right? didn't, I didn't know I learned it and I learned it. That's pretty that's good. Right. Um, and so what, what I can't like a heartfelt response, I feel like whenever we get good gifts, we don't have to be trained how to respond or do we? Like I, I kind of, so I'm kind of on both sides of the fence here. So I'm going to explain both and see what you guys have to say about it. Yeah. So in one sense, I, I don't think that like a child has to uh, figure out how to be excited about a toy that they really wanted, right? Mm -hmm. right. They just kind of express that joy. Mm -hmm. um, but then again, um, my wife and I, on we grew up with two very different types of Christmas mornings. Mm -hmm. And so when, when, my fam when my family opened a gift, I was, we were trained to we go in order one gift at a time <laughs> and everyone watches that person open that gift mm -hmm. and you emote and yep. it's like you either love it or you're like uh, okay like everyone's giving their heartfelt response to right. that gift yeah. in Megan's family they all just opened up presents at once and they were and and it was like okay we're done and it was like thank you that was great and like no one's very excited and so it's like mm -hmm. I think it got trained out of them almost like this joy and like so she's like Real, like now she opens gifts like we do and she's emoting when she opens things. And okay. So I'm like, you don't have to be trained, but it, can worship be trained out of you in a sense mm. is kind of, I don't know. I'm just kind of, I couldn't help but see that dichotomy. I'm just curious about some of that. What do you guys think about that story? <laughs> That's yeah. an interesting question. I think <laughs> I like the story. We open gifts one at a time at my house yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, so I think what I'm getting at is like, <laughs> yeah. is is you don't have to be trained to worship, right? But right. we, but but in children's ministry, mm -hmm. we train kids like, yeah. okay, you can raise your hands, you can yeah. kneel. I just thought of that when you were yeah. going through all the yeah. different flag waving, everything like that. Uh -huh. I was like, why do we have to give kids things to do and teach them how to worship if it's a heartfelt response to what God has done? It seems like, mm -hmm. like why why don't we just know how to do that? Uh, like, I don't know. It, it might yeah. be too big of a question. I don't know either. I <laughs> mean, it, it, yeah. the first thing that comes to my mind is like thinking about liturgy mm -hmm. or like, you know, order of service. Yeah. Like in ways that's training us, mm -hmm. you know, in how to respond. So like, for instance, I didn't grow up in a charismatic church, mm -hmm. you know, so I never, I never saw a lifting of hands like oh, right. yep. any of that, Yep. you know? So um, in ways, I think I was, trained to do that right now we have biblical grounds oh, right, for yeah, that absolutely. you know what i mean so yeah. like that's a different conversation but like um you know i saw someone giving that expression mm -hmm. so i was trained right in that yeah. i think maybe like that's part of like our church culture or like what mm -hmm. one way that we're shaping mm -hmm. and helping people to express their worship right mm -hmm. you know it's like yeah. showing them maybe different avenues of expression in the corporate setting. It sounds yeah. like you, you were given like permission. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, you can be excited like that. Right. And like oh, you can, can respond. Clap. I can clap. Yeah. Like yeah. that's true. Krista, are you thinking anything else? Yeah. Or? So it, it normally comes from the other, like we'll have to approach it from the other side. <laughs> so when we create space for kids to mm -hmm. worship and move um, 
and we tell them, let everything that you do bring glory to God. We're always worshiping something. And so we can always be worshiping God. Um, We have to be careful to not cause distractions. And so, you know, there's, there's lots of times that kid worship turns into um, duck, duck, goose and (laughs) headstands and, you know, swing your partner around and around Mm -hmm. tag. And, you know, while I don't want to quench the fun and joy and what is worship in that, um, I often tell the kids like when we're in corporate worship, these are the things that are appropriate because they're not distracting. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we do guide the kids through like using your hands by raising them or clapping them and, you know, using your feet to dance. Um, but maybe it's not the most appropriate place to do XYZ. And that normally has to do with duck, duck goose or, (laughs) you know, yeah. couples dancing that's just like someone's getting banged right. against the wall or something so um i think kids they just they just come in they just come into like the expressions of worship feeling a little bit more free right yeah. they're not worried about what's going on around me who's watching me they're coming in saying i'm just gonna have fun are you right. gonna provide space for me to have fr- fun <laughs> right and yeah. then we're like reining it in trying yeah. to bring it some structure and some um some focus right and that's why we talk about like the heartfelt like what's happening in your heart and how are you going to express what's mm-hmm. in your heart right um and not just going through the motions that's good Okay, I just yeah, yeah. I, I want to just kind of poke good, at that man. and see what what, what yeah. came out. Um, you said something there that I think is really important, and we can't move on without addressing it. Okay, is you said we're always worshiping something. We're always worshiping, which is such an important uh, idea that mm-hmm. uh, I think I heard I heard for the first time a while back, and it uh, it just caught me so off guard. Mm-hmm. What do we mean mm-hmm. when we say that we're always worshiping something? Mm. Thoughts, Krista? Yeah, I mean, there's always something that's taking first place Mm. in our lives and whatever that thing is that's what we say is worth it that's the thing that we say i'm going to give my time Mm -hmm. i'm going to give my life i'm going to give my money to this thing right now of course we know good christian people know of course that's god like god has that first place right but you can also tell like what really has first place in your life by where you give your time your money Mm. your life like where do you give those things as acts of worship Okay. Yeah. And so, I mean, uh, I just, I got to ask a question real quick. And so it's like, we talked about the educate, exalt, exalt thing. Mm -hmm. And so are are we saying then that when we say we're always worshiping, Mm. are we saying that at the end of the day, we're always thinking about the goodness of something. That's right. We're always rejoicing and reveling in that thing. Uh Right. And then based on those two things, we act in a certain way and respond yes. to a certain way mm-hmm. through our money or through our praise or through our lips or through our actions or time, whatever. Is that, I mean, Absolutely. it's a holistic kind of worship. Yeah, yeah that's a great way to... Tyler, what do you... Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Oh, okay. I was thinking exactly that. Mainly the the exult part. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I delighting in? Yeah. Right, in- inside. Inside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What what is like, what has my affection, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, now, it doesn't always mean, I mean, many things have our affection. Right. Right. And good things. Good things. That's right. That doesn't mean it's always idolatry or whatever, but it it can very easily become idolatry. Mm -hmm. Things that, other than God. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we're always, yeah, we're always delighting in and and responding to something. And so we're saying that we're always worshiping. And so then does, what role does worship play in reordering what we're honoring in life? Like, can can worship kind of be an act of rebellion against rival affections? Like, can that be a way to combat those things? 
like because you kind of like we can we can it be worked backwards <laughs> at all like, like yeah i'm just i've never thought of it like that yeah i mean the the phrase that popped into my head was like the, the puritan thing like preaching to your soul oh you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah 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 so like um m- maybe starting with you know if i'm delighting in the world or mm. whatever i'm struggling in the moment maybe starting with the truth a song yeah. or something, right? Yeah. You know, bless the Lord, oh my soul, or, or you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is, like meditating on it. You know what I mean? And then delighting in it, right? And then responding as a way of like combating the yeah. the idolatry that was gripping my heart. It's really interesting because it's like we're not saying like, okay, you're always worshiping something, so stop worshiping those things, right? Like right. as an act of will, right. we're saying come and worship that which is most worthy of worship, That's which right. is like what we see the psalmist doing over and over again, where he's just right. like, everything's falling apart. I don't know what's going on. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Right. Your steadfast love endures forever. I'm just going to start worshiping until my heart changes. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Which That's is right. it's pretty cool. So like worship as an act of rebellion against rival gods is yeah. a pretty cool idea. Very That's cool great. idea. Um, okay, so you talked about, Krista, when you were you, when you were answering my question about always worshiping, you, yeah. you were like, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to, whatever has prominence first, you know, place of yeah. priority in our mm-hmm. lives, it's going to get our time, our money, our affections. You started mm-hmm. listing things off. Yeah. None of them were singing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, it, like, it, so it's, it, which is very cool. And like, this is what I want to lean in on yeah. is it's like, w- when we think about the things that we love in this world, we don't really mm-hmm. sing about them all the time. I mean, there's like some cl- club club songs out there that <laughs> sure. you might be like, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll or right. something. But it's like that's not our natural response. Isn't really worship? Isn't like worship in the sense that Christians use it. Right. And so, um, when it comes to Christian worship, then what do we mean by a holistic view of expressing a heartfelt response to God mm-hmm. in all areas of life? Mm-hmm. Right. Because yeah. is that is that in our is that in, was that in your definition? All life, or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's my right. life's response. Life's response. Yeah. So who what? God do, is. What do we mean by that then? Like, like, we'll come back to singing maybe, but like, sure. what do we mean by our life's response is worship? Yeah, I think it's in my mind. I mean, I think it's a posture. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I think, in some ways, like it's a posture of of gratitude mm. to God for who He is and what He has done. So I think it hits me a lot of times in normal life, like when I'm with my sons. I have two little boys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So whatever it is we're doing, we're wrestling or we're, you know, my oldest, my six-year-old's really into chess right now, oh. which is so fun. Wow. He just started playing chess and he loves it. He okay. taught me how to play because I, I didn't know how to play. Oh, that's awesome. So <laughs> bragging on my six-year-old a little bit. That's but, fine. But yeah, in just those moments, it's like, it's like I'm, I'm hit with the fact that I have this little boy mm-hmm. given to me by God. And I think it's an act of worship for me to delight in that moment with my son, mm. you know, in the, in this gracious God who gave him to me. And then in my heart, you know, just to respond to God, like, thank you. Mm. Thank you, Lord, yeah. that you gave me this little boy. Like, that's, I think, one example of like a life uh, of worship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So gratitude, I think, yeah, comes to my mind a lot. Well, if, if we're saying that worship is a response yeah. and we're saying that God is the giver of every good gift, yeah. then thankfulness surely would be a bedrock of yeah. what yeah. A, post- a life postured toward worship would look like. Absolutely. Krista, what are you thinking? Is a life constantly responding in worship, what does that look like? Oh, man, that was really good. Yeah, it was. That was really good. Um, gosh, I'm just, I just constantly get pulled back to... I just keep coming back to like even spiritual disciplines. Yeah. And so we don't often think when I sit down with my devotion and I give myself this 20 minutes of, you know, 
intentional prayer time. Yeah. Like you don't always think of that as worship, mm. but yeah. we have to fight for it, right. right? We have to fight for what we're taking in in our mind. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to fight for it to turn into something besides just head knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we have to ask the Holy Spirit, like, take this from my mind to my heart. Right. Make this an, you know, a place of affection. Make this something that I love. Um, and so when I think of just, you know, where do you spend your time? Yep. Where do I spend my time? Mm-hmm. All too often it's, it's, you know, scrolling through social media. Mm. Um, and so in those moments, it's like, that's what I feel like is most worthy. Right. What, and, are, and and, and, yeah, what are we worshiping in those moments? Yeah, in is those it moments, some... it's like I'm looking at everybody around me. What's the world doing? And mm-hmm. what that stirs in me is not affection for God. What that stirs in me is is wanting what other people have. It stirs mm-hmm. in me comparison. Right. Um, and so like we have to fight for yes. what we're putting into our minds. We have to fight um, for what is being stirred in our hearts of, of affection. Right. Um, and then, and then what comes out is going to be like, um, I'm willing to give my time. Yes, this, you know, mm-hmm. this 20 minutes of devotion was worth it. I'm going right. to give yeah. my life. I'll sacrifice yeah. for this Jesus. I'll give my money. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give this, this where it's needed mm-hmm. to, to keep pushing the gospel right. to the nation. It's like what Jesus said, where so, your treasure is, there your heart will be also, absolutely. right? Yeah. Because I mean, it's really easy to see, like, if you worship self-image and Mm -hmm. like physical physique Mm -hmm. it's going to be worth it to you to go punish your body for an hour and a half at the gym right (laughs) right Right. uh so time like that makes sense if you if you value being some kind of inside in some inside circle in some like collector's Mm -hmm. like group of stamps or trading pins or something Uh you there's there's no price you won't pay for that coveted item like i mean like so there's resources like i mean we, we understand that that which we think about and love, we give ourselves to That's right. in all different kinds of ways. And we'll be singing the praises of it, either yeah. of like, look how much I binge pressed. Like we That's might right. not sing it, but like we're going to talk about it. <laughs> you I know? love technology. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> no, with Napoleon Dynamite, the technology. And so I think, I think we might not put it in lyrics, you yeah. know, but right. we, we're going to talk about it. That's right. And, uh, and so anyway, so I think that's helpful. Okay. We got to turn the ship here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, cause I just wanted to like try to exhaust ourselves a bit on defining worship because it's such a big topic totally. and it's, it's an assumed topic. Oh, I know what worship is. And mm. I just kind of wanted to kind of go all in on it for a second. So I think yeah. it's worth it. Yeah, but what good. we want to talk about now, we've talked about as a core value that as a church, we want to value who God is and that everything we do in all areas of missions and ministry and life, we want it to be a heartfelt response to who God is and what he's done. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Okay. So that's how it's a value and not just an action. Right? right. Okay. So then how does the gospel then tie into worship? Because that's kind of what we're going through here. We're trying to lay a foundation for all these values and say, we don't want to do anything that's not grounded and informed by the gospel. Yeah. So um, I, I think, I think we, we would say that, at least especially on Sunday mornings, the gospel is woven into worship, yeah. right? So like, um, I, I kind of want to ask like, how does the, but, but like, I, and I think we can, we've, we've talked about this before in the podcast. I yeah. think one of the first episodes you were on is like, we walk through a liturgy of the gospel every Sunday morning where right. we're going to talk through uh, the grandeur of God, the gravity of sin, the glory of grace, right? Right. That, that kind of idea that we're going to yeah, walk yeah, through yeah. the gospel on Sunday morning. So I, I don't really want to have to rehash that right. in terms of a, a liturgical Sunday morning worship turn. Totally. But instead, I want to ask, like, how does the gospel lead us to worship? How is mm. it the primary way we see who God is and what he's done that creates a heartfelt response? Mm. Yeah. So gospel and worship. Go, Tyler. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> <laughs> I think that the gospel, like in my mind, the gospel begs for a response. Mm. You know, what I mean? like it's it's the most beautiful rescue story yeah. ever told. You know what I mean? And it's true. Like God who created everything, like came to us. Mm. You know what I mean? Like Christ came to the earth and walked right. among us. You know what I mean? Um, so like it, it just, it, it's begging for us to respond mm. in worship to the God who gives, you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, you, I think you can't, you can't help but worship right? when you truly like see what God has done when you hear the gospel when it hits your heart like you can't help but worship yeah so you're saying that that worship is a natural unstoppable response to someone who's actually encountered the gospel yes okay yeah I would say supernatural supernatural <laughs> yeah response you know what I mean yes definitely like the spirit of God when, when we hear the gospel and the spirit opens our ears you mm. know what I mean and he and he causes our hearts to be stirred with affection at hearing about the giver, mm-hmm. you know, and what he did for us in the cross. Like we're going to worship. Yeah. Krista, what are you thinking? Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's really good. Um, I don't know what I'm thinking. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm just kind of sitting, it's really simple, yeah. you know, but like it's simple, but it's everything right in the Christian life is that what you're saying is the gospel story is so good mm-hmm. yeah. that it, it, it can't help but move us to a heartfelt, heartfelt responding to God in every area of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I think that's, that's really strong. Um, and it's really simple, but it constantly changes us and constantly challenges us to be like, man, I'm just, I haven't quite experienced the goodness of God and his gospel in this area of life. I haven't, yeah. that's like, right. in my finances. Right. Right. Well, so why, am I, why, aren't, why, aren't, why aren't I responding to God with my money? Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, I mean, the gospel hasn't really touched that part of my life yet. Right. Yeah. And it never gets old. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. So you like you tell that you can tell that story over and over yes. for your entire life. It's never going to get old. Right. We're going to hear it for eternity. Yes. Right? <laughs> I was I was just I was just yeah. I was just speaking at, a, at an event and uh, I did a breakout session about how to fight sin. I was talking about how to fight sin with the gospel yeah. and how uh you're, you're we're trying to uh like satisfy ourselves with with lesser things and and the way to fight sin is to tell ourselves this better story of the gospel yeah. and it's going to cause a different response which is what we're talking about it's worship we're going to worship mm-hmm. instead of sin whenever we're telling ourselves the gospel story yeah and um one of the students in the class raised his hand during the q a and said yeah but w- like i've been telling myself that story for my whole life and it just feels old and the more mm-hmm. i hear it mm-hmm. the, the the duller it becomes and I am, and I was and on a spot like, immediately. I was like, how am I going to answer this question? Yeah. But then yeah. it, the first thing that came out of my mouth was, oh, you need a better story. Like you yeah. must not be telling yourself the gospel. Right. Yeah. I don't know what you're telling yourself, but it's not the gospel yeah. because right. if it was really the gospel, it would not get more dull. It would be, right. become more bright. Right. Yeah. And uh, I think it's just so strong is that it's, it's the best story ever told. It's like your favorite movie. You'll watch it a billion times and over it always and gets better. And it's yeah. like, it's the best possible story. It's inexhaustible. Right. And uh, yeah, that's really great. Um, so uh, what, what, how, we've kind of talked a little bit about, about that as, as the gospel, as the preeminent way that God um, shows us who he is and what he's done and then causes us to respond. Um, how does the gospel then not only cause us to worship, but then how, how does the gospel populate how we worship? Like what we do, like, cause, okay, I, I'm, I want to do something with my finances, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I've noticed that he who is rich became poor. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So now I want to do something. But what do I do with it? Right. right? Like I, I want to respond 
but how do I respond? Like, yeah. So how does the gospel actually become not only the reason we worship, but the stuff of our worship is kind of what I'm wanting to get at. I mean, I think for probably for me, like my mind immediately goes to the corporate setting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go ahead. You know what I mean? So I think like um, specifically for like worship leaders at Bridgeway, like we always want to, you said this a little bit, we're always going to explicitly proclaim the life, death and resurrection of Jesus. Yes. Right. Um, so it, it is the content mm-hmm. of our worship. Like we're always singing it. We're always saying it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like yes. It's, yeah. sh- it's showcasing the gospel yeah. in the songs, but also like in the corporate, like the table yep. communion, right. You know, uh, offering. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about finances, right? Yep. Like, um, but, you know, because rich became poor now yep. I'm giving, you yep. know what I mean? So like it causes that, but you're asking like, Ask your question about finances again. Well, it's just interesting. What I'm thinking, wanna... yeah. What I'm what I'm thinking is, is it's like, um, it's not just that like we hear the gospel and we go woohoo, mm-hmm. like right. like the Bi- like the New Testament seems to be calling us to respond in worship in a specific way, to die for our neighbors because yeah. Jesus died for us, right. to give because Jesus gave, to forgive yeah. because He forgave, to be That's merciful because right. He was merciful, right? Right. And so then when it comes to the content of our worship, it, it's gospel that comes out. Like gospel comes in, gospel comes out. I just right. think, I don't know if I've ever thought of it that way, that it's not only the means, it's also like the method of our worship and the end. Like it's from him, through him, to him. That sounds right. familiar. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. And Crystal, what are you thinking about as we're talking about all this? Like, Or you can take it a different direction if you want to. Um, so just as we, we kind of get close to running out of time, yeah. I wanted to take it a little bit of a different direction. Do it. I love it. Okay. Um, so I'm often thinking about in regards to worship and specifically amongst kids is what about the unbelievers mm. among us? Because, yeah. you know, we, we have a community of churched, but non-believing children for the most part are young believers. And so, um, our worship time being, you know, so full of gospel, being completely gospel mm-hmm. is really important. And so even as we're training kids, like how to worship in a corporate setting and knowing that, a majority haven't even received Christ. Right. Um, it's super important that the message that's coming out of worship, whether it's how we're leading or um, what we're teaching um, or how those around them are responding, it's so important that it is the gospel mm-hmm. that they're hearing. Um, because a lot of times it's in those moments. We just have, we have testimony after testimony of children during worship who will just experience like suddenly all that head knowledge will go to their hearts and they just have this understanding wow. and this moment of this gospel message, this story that I've heard forever and ever and ever, like it's for me. Jesus mm. is for me. And so those moments when they receive Jesus right there during those times of worship um, are really powerful. And so what you're saying is that worship is also intrinsically evangelistic. Oh, absolutely. That as we worship out loud, as we forgive as we've been forgiven, be yeah. merciful as we've been yeah. as we've been shown mercy, as we sing the truth of what has been done with us, yeah. a, 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 like as what we're cogitating and feeling comes out of our mouths. Right. Yeah. More worship is created. Absolutely. That's really cool. That's really cool that yeah. God is is replicating like himself and mm-hmm. his worshipers through worship. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's wild. I've not, I don't think I've ever thought that, of it like yeah, that. Yeah, and that, that's crazy. That applies to your question about finances and all of life, yeah. right? Yeah. The content of our lives 
that is an act of worship mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. also a proclamation of the gospel. Yeah. yeah. So that more people will worship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just goes on. Why are you, why are you giving like that? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Like oh, because Christ. Because Christ. Really, yeah. Wait, what? Like, right. don't, aren't you worried about your finances? No. Like because Jesus is a great provider, and That's like right. it's going to create yeah. more worshipers. Like it's just really. I think the other thing that as we were, like as we we're talking. Uh, oh, oh. Before I don't want to leave what you talked yeah. about, Krista, because I want to I want to stay on the unbeliever just for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's. I don't know who coined it. Maybe it was Piper, but he talked about how uh, missions exist because worship doesn't exist, yes. right? Uh-huh. That there, God deserves to be worshipped, and the greatest joy we can have in this world is to express that that worship, right? Like, right to yeah. honor that which is most honorable, uh-huh. and so um, like we, worship exists. Be, or, or what is it? Missions exist because worship mm-hmm. doesn't exist. I, I don't know. I just yeah. want to like say that and like yeah. anything you want to add to that because I just it's so I worship as evangelism and that just seemed to go hand in hand for me. Is there any other comment you guys would make on so missions good. and worship? <laughs> it takes so much of the pressure out of hmm. out of missions. You know, sometimes you think about missions and it's scary and you right. feel unqualified. Right. And you're like, I don't know if I'm supposed to go, but like. Yes, because mm-hmm. of the gospel, because you have a story, because you can go worship, because you can express what, what Jesus has done. Like, you can go. You're qualified. Right. You have everything you need to go and do that. So I love that statement. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I don't I don't think I've ever thought of it like worship is also like this thing that defeats fear of going and oh, mission, yeah. where it's like, wait, how do I, how do I, how do I do missions? How do I do evangelism? Oh, you just go react. Worship. You just <laughs> yeah. react. To who God is, yeah. and, and we know how to do that. Exactly. Like, we're, like you mm. just be that kid on in Christmas Day, and just just exult in the fact that that bike right. was exactly what you wanted, and everybody in the room is going to want to know about the That's giver. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I really do like that. Uh, I think the other thing that we can close with this is, um, I felt this like relief, like almost this relief from legalism in my own heart mm. as we mm-hmm. talked about. Um, worship being an expression throughout all of life because I think what I've often done I'm sure a lot of people do is that um, worship and I know worship is more than this but worship is the singing thing Mm -hmm. of course and then everything else is obedience Mm. right Mm. that like I like how I spend my money how I love others how I serve others Mm -hmm. how I act toward my neighbor that's all obedience stuff (laughs) right and it's really easy to relegate reaction out of it where it's like that's not i'm not reacting to that person i'm obeying mm. god told me to be nice to them so i'll be yeah. nice to them mm-hmm. but it's like i just want to like that's good put David. that out there and be like what do you guys think about Man. like worship like worship and all of life being a reaction is just like obeying what god said I, i'm trying to like piece that yeah. together in my own totally. heart but um, i mean you even think about obedience if you look at that in light of like a spiritual discipline yes be obedient mm-hmm. But once you add the fuel of the gospel and the fuel of worship to it, like it becomes a response over yeah. just the obedience. It mm-hmm. turns into worship when it's gone from I'm just going to obey because I know I'm supposed to right. into like I feel it. I'm just right. not I'm not just loving my neighbor because I am obedient and he told me to. Like, I'm really loving my neighbor because I love you. Right. You know, Jesus loved you. Jesus loved me. So it just makes it feel different. It right? does. It definitely does. It makes, it makes it feel it really easier. different. It's like, this is just my life. This isn't me following the rules. This right. Is my life. Or me doing something that's not organic to yeah. like what I'm experiencing. And now right. I'm worshiping. Yeah. Like I'm doing, now <laughs> right, I'm obeying right. in that sense too. And I don't even have to try. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. Mm-hmm.
I, I, I can't help but want to ask a question of uh, maybe this will be the last question is, is like, how does the gospel story and worship go together in, in purpose? Like what, like did, did Jesus come in order to be worshiped? Like how did worship and, and the gospel go together? Like, did he come to earn worship? Did he, does he, he does he need worship? Does he, you know, like, I think a lot of people ask those questions is like, like, why do we worship God? Does he like missing something or like, <laughs> like, yeah, like he, I think, I mean, he came to give us himself mm. so that, so that we can worship him, not mm-hmm. because he needed, right? He needs nothing, mm-hmm. right? But like we're the ones getting, because mm. because of the gospel we get God, mm-hmm. and you said this already. Like it's our ultimate expression of joy to worship mm-hmm. God because he's the best, mm-hmm. right? So like <laughs> we're the ones who who are receiving yeah. in the gospel, mm-hmm. right? And so like even in our our act of worship we're the ones receiving because in that moment, like we're enjoying and exalting that, which is most praiseworthy. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Well, man, thank you. Thank you for that, Tyler. I think it's a good place to stop and we'll, we'll just kind of pause there. Then, uh, there's so much more I want to talk about. I feel like (laughs) that was fast. That That zoomed by for us. Hopefully it did for the listeners. And, uh, um, but I, I think to just end, it, it seems like what you were saying is that, um, when, when Jesus came to give us himself, another gift he gave us is worship is like, it's a good thing that he's given us. Uh, because it's like, like, like to go back to the CS Lewis quote that you mentioned earlier, it's like, yes, he's given us this good gift. And then he gave us a way to bring that to fruition and full enjoyment by expressing it. So it's really cool to think about worship as a gift Mm -hmm. too, of like, I've given you myself and the chief way to enjoy myself. Oh, it's good. It's like, it's here good. I am, worship me. Both are the greatest gifts. Like, like it's right. just really yeah. cool to think about. So anyway, this is a good week too for this this yeah. uh, this this path that we're taking through how the gospel shapes our core values. Um, this has been our talk on worship. Next week, we'll have our Connections Pastor Kelsey White in to talk about um, how uh, the gospel shapes our view of honor, honoring God, honoring one another, honoring the lost. And uh, so we invite you to come back in a week's time and uh, be there for that. Uh, So thank you guys so much for listening uh, and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Bridgeway Podcast where you will find a new conversation every Thursday. For more information about Bridgeway Church, we invite you to visit bridgewaychurch.com or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at bridgewayokc or on Facebook at facebook.com slash bridgewaychurchokc. If you have any questions that you would like us to address on the podcast, feel free to email us at podcast at bridgewaychurch.com. And if you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving us a review on the podcast app as it helps other people like you find our program. So on behalf of all the pastors and staff here at Bridgeway Church, I'm David Bowden saying thanks for listening and we will see you next week.